Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. It's really nice to have you with us again this evening. And coming up at the weekend, it is the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon. It doesn't get much prettier than running through the streets of Cape Town, but it's not just going to be running. We'll tell you more about that in a moment. Firstly, let me welcome our guests, the race director, Renee Jordan, and wheelchair supremo, Ernst van Dijk. Welcome to both of you, Renee. Firstly, hello to you. Hi, Louis. Hello, Ernst. How are you doing? All good, yeah, Louis. All ready for Excellent. the race. Lovely stuff. Right, let's start with Renee. Tell us about the Sunlump Cape Town Marathon. Uh, it's not just a 42.2-kilometer marathon. It's a whole weekend of activities on Saturday and Sunday. Yes, Lou, that's correct. So we're kicking off with our expo um, on Thursday. And um, on Friday, we have a fun day planned at the expo. On Saturday, we have our two peace runs, the five-kilometer peace run and our 10-kilometer peace run. So we're expecting about 10,000 runners who will line up for that and come out and, and be part of the, the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon. And then, of course, you know, the dual event um, being on Sunday with the 42 kilometers. So, yeah, it's, it's really, it's a festival of running and um, we can't well, wait to welcome the, the runners to Cape Town for that. We'll keep Ernst in the background just for a moment or two. Uh, the revised route for the race, tell us about it. Yes, so we had to look at changing our route in line with World Marathon Major um, criteria. Of course, it is the first year that we candidates uh, race for, for the Abbott World Marathon Majors. So we started looking at, you know, making the routes firstly more wheelchair-friendly because it will be the first year that we present a elite wheelchair division race. And then, of course, we also wanted to make sure that the start and finish lines were, you know, nice big wide roads, um, more in line with the, the marathon major status, and also to showcase Cape Town. So we wanted to include as many of the landmarks um, of Cape Town. So, yeah, we will be starting off on Helen Sussman Road and then taking runners out on the elevated freeway where they will have a beautiful view of Table Mountain and the harbour. Um, then heading to the southern suburbs, the, you know, the most popular, or one of the most popular parts being Ronnebosch Common is still part of the route. Heading back, and then we've included District 6. Uh, that's a new part of the route uh, this year. And then going past City Hall, and then through the city, Long Street, um, and then to finish off with Seapoint. So it is a bit of a out and back. We know last year it was a bit of a challenge for the runners, but hopefully this year it won't be a surprise. So it's out and back, Seapoint, then to finish again on Helen Sussman. A nice, flat, fast course. Lovely stuff, right? That's big Ernst in here. Ten-time Boston Marathon winner and multiple winners in other races. Ernst, it must be fantastic to be having a race of this stature right here in South Africa. Yeah, a dream come true, you know. I've been doing this for over 30 years now. You know, I've always wished that there was a race in South Africa where we could all get together and, and show the South African public, you know, what it looks like. And finally, at the end of my career, it's going to happen. So it's fantastic. We're ecstatic about it. So we've just heard about the route. Um, the area into District 6, the highest elevation. How does it affect wheelchair races? Is this a relatively flat route in terms of wheelchair racing? No, I mean, the, the, the race has elements which present tactical benefits. So there are areas where, like in District 6, where we've got the hills coming in, you know, after about 30 k's, which means if the, the group future, you know, it gives opportunity for the climbers to, to make a move or to attack or to strategically move, you know, the chess pieces and 
influence where they end up in the race. So in terms of overall climbing, you know, New York, for example, is a course that we can compare to this course. And New York has a significant amount of climbing right off the start. This, this course only brings it in a little bit later in the race, which is probably a nicer thing. It means the pack will stay together for a bit longer. Going back to you, Renee, this obviously is a major event to plan logistically with leading, I presume, to get the city of Cape Town involved, major sponsors involved, closing off routes and closing off roads in a in a tourist city. Yeah, look, at, uh, I was actually saying to uh, Ernst earlier, it's like a massive machine that starts uh, moving. So, yeah, it's been uh, been planning for almost 12 months in the making. We started immediately after last year's race, looking at the new route, looking at the venues, working with the city of Cape Town and all of our sponsors and partners. And yeah, now it's in the final day, so it's all coming together. There's quite a number of road closures um, in in place. So I think just for any of your listeners, if they want to find out more, to head over to our website, capetownmarathon.com, where they can go and look at the at the at the route and at the road closures. But yeah, all the all the parts are coming together, and we're very excited about it. And I must say, um, what a wonderful website you've got! It really is extraordinary extremely informative and pretty much tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, well, we hope so. And and I think, you know, people wanting to know anything about the event, they can head over to the website. But, um, yeah, for the runners who are participating, of course, in their race packs, there are also final race instructions where we detail all the important information, you know, from stock bag, drop-off points to people always wanting to know where the toilets are, where the vending is, where you need to park. All of that information is also in the final race instructions, and we've got a digital mag that also went out. Um, but if people are still looking for answers, yeah, of course, they can head over to our website and, and go find it there. Ernst, tell us about what it means to be a first major candidate race. What does that mean? Well, basically, you know, Cape Town's a candidate city. And we really want to be part of the Abbott Marathon Major Series, which puts us, you know, with the big ones like New York, London, Chicago, Tokyo, Boston. So you you move in with a very elite group of races and there's specific criteria we need to meet over the next three years. And then if we can achieve that criteria, we will become a major. And from there off, you know, the spin-off, getting lots of people from across the world, you know, wanting to get what they have is they have this, at the moment it's, it's a six-star medal. When Cape Town becomes part of it, it will be a five-star medal. So there are people who are chasing that medal where they would have run all those races over a period of time. So it means an influx of tourism for Cape Town. It means we will see the best of the best in the world coming to run in Cape Town, coming to push in Cape Town. So it just opens up a lot of doors for the race if we can meet that criteria and pull this off successfully. So just for a normal marathon runner, pack your bags, stick your running shoes in a dog bag and either drive or fly to Cape Town. But for wheelchair athletes, a little bit more difficult, isn't it? As you should know, your wheelchair has gone missing a few times, hasn't it? It has, it has. And, you know, even this year, it's still happening to a few guys uh, traveling through Europe after COVID has been really rough. The airports are understaffed and things go missing. So for us, you know, it's very similar to a cyclist traveling. You've got your chair and a bike box and um, the wheels in a box. And you hope and pray that when you get to the other side, your custom-made equipment arrive with you. Of course, it's not like you can quickly go to a bike shop and get another one or borrow a pair of shoes from a another runner or a, go buy it from a shop quickly. The chairs are 
manufactured specifically for those athletes and anything from six weeks to six months it takes to manufacture those chairs. So it is a very delicate, special piece of equipment. And without it, you simply don't race like I've, you know, learned the hard way a few times. What amazed me, and I don't want to take away if it's your glory, but these things cost an absolute fortune. Yeah, they are expensive. And over time, you know, as technology has um, improved and increased, the, the cost have gone up a lot. I mean, the racing chair that I'm using at the moment, which is manufactured by by Honda in Japan, you know, is is around 650,000 rand. Um, Entry level, you're looking at around 105,000 rand to get a just basic basic chair to get into the sport. Because it's custom made, there comes a, a premium to it. And everybody is different. Everybody's hips, their upper legs, their upper body, all those dimensions are different and the chair needs to be tailored according to those dimensions for the athlete to get the maximum out of the chair and with that comes cost and yes it is a very expensive sport and then we're not even talking about the traveling yet to get around the world to improve and get better and get be exposed to that competition and that's why Cape Town is so exciting because now we have a local race we're going to have top guys in the world racing here and our local guys can come and compete and experience that and see those guys and learn from them and improve and, and hopefully this race will then create a platform from where we will have more wheelchair marathoners coming out of South Africa in the future. There's there's not much that's going to follow on my my footsteps at them. This is a great opportunity. It sure is, but uh, and whenever we haven't forgotten about you, we'll look back with you in a moment. Um, Ernst, when you talk about the size of and the uh, difficulties in travelling as well as the cost implications, unlike um, a golfer can't blame his golf clubs, but if you don't have the right equipment or you're only able to afford an entry-level wheelchair, how do you compete? And that's the beauty of it. You know, we have athletes with those entry-level entry-level chairs winning races, which does send out the message that, and it's like cycling, it doesn't matter if you have the most expensive bike that's on the market. It comes down to the engine and the athlete. And what we've seen, you know, recently again in the London Marathon that athletes with entry-level chairs who's worked hard and who's done the work can still win races so it's not an exclusion if you don't have the best equipment. Renee let's go back to you if we may Um, what on earth made you take on the challenge of not only the Cape Town Marathon all the other events that go around with it and then add on top of that a, uh, a wheelchair race just to make it a little bit more exciting more difficult. Yeah, no, look, I mean, obviously, Ern uh, said, you know, it, it's a great opportunity to, to have this event and, and we want to put on a world-class show. So, of course, you know, if you want to play on a world-class level, you need to make sure you tick all those boxes. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, we, we really want to make sure that not just Cape Townians, but South Africans can be a part of the event. Um, hence the you know, the expo and the two fun runs. We've got, of course, the trail event, which I didn't mention earlier, a thousand runners who take to the mountain um, on the Saturday. And it just, if you pretty much are active and have a pair of running shoes or, you know, you're a walker, you can participate in the event on that weekend and be part of something special. So how many entries do you have for the main race on Sunday? So for the marathon, we have 13,000 entries. That's a big number. I mean, when you consider that we've had, what, two or three years of inactivity with COVID and difficulty in training, uh, other events uh, that have had to be shuffled around and moved, 
comrades this year was much later in terms of what it normally is. Uh, has it been at all difficult to get participants or it's just been, I can't wait to run in Cape Town? Look, I mean, we're very chuffed with that number. Um, and as you say, in a number of things that has impacted on it, I think we do believe that comrades being so late, you know, had, a, had an effect on it because, of course, it's only six weeks since people have run comrades. So hopefully with comrades moving back to the kind of a June date, um, you know, there's enough time for people to recover um, and then be back in, in October to, to run their first marathon post kind of the winter and post comrades but yeah it's it's fantastic to have so many marathon runners uh lining up uh for the race we chuffed with that number so just tell us about some of the wheelchair athletes that are going to be here some big names coming yeah you know it's being it our, our first year we did target let's let's say more of the second tier level athletes but you know through my friends and connections i've got Aaron pike coming he's an american racer multiple paralympian and um, one of the fastest guys in the world this year the really fast time of one hour 20 minutes and one second recently um and then we've got a few few other athletes from from mexico also coming we've got an athlete from ghana coming in, in the ladies division you know we've got Erin Rainbow Cooper, she was just third in the London Marathon on Sunday. We've got Shelley Woods, we've got Naomi Alphonse from Mauritius. So I really aimed, you know, to get good representation from the region as well as a good feel from abroad, just to give that bit of a bit of a oomph and a bit of elevation. And then the wheelchair athletes will go off on their own, won't they? How many will go off at the start? So I think we've got target was sixteen. I think we ended up with fifteen wheelchair athletes and we will go off at six in the morning. And will you be in the race? I will be racing, yeah. Well, that's pretty much the first time South Africans will actually see you racing, isn't it? In an event of this stature, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And how's the training been going? I mean, you're also organizing, going... you're helping to organize the event. There's not only so many hours in a day. Yeah, I mean, I've been helping, but, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be 50 next year. So we, we take the punches and we roll with them. And uh, <laughs> I've been working a little bit hard. I went, I went to London Marathon. I raced... Um, Two weeks ago and um my, my target was 15th and i ended up 15th so not in too bad of a shape and hopefully i can elevate it a little bit before the cape town marathon and um, see where i end up well we look forward to watching you in the race let's get back to Renee. who can we expect to see any big names that we might know in terms of the men's and ladies sections in the main race uh, on sunday Yes, we have Stephen McCorker. He's coming back to defend his title. Of course, you know, um, he's also the record holder of the of the event. And then um, this year we will have Janet Mbele. She's a South African, currently South African national champ, marathon champ. She's coming to, to make a um, Sunlam Cape Town marathon debut. Um, she will have some competition with Stella Marie, you know, who's also a fantastic athlete. Um, so, yeah, I think just from the South African point of view, we've got strong competition. And then we do have a couple of athletes from Ethiopia and um, Kenya who will also be lining up. So I think people will be able to really look forward to some, some exciting, um, you know, some exciting racing. And, of course, we are broadcasting the, the event live on, on television. So, um, yeah, hopefully in with the combination of the wheelchair a division that sets up at 6 o'clock and our elites running at quarter past 6, we will have a jam-packed and a real tough competition um, and some exciting racing on the morning. Well, in this climate that we're in, particularly financial climate that we're in, I mean, I see 
not only your title sponsor in Sunlum, but there's also a whole lot of sub-sponsors that you've managed to get. And I'm sure it's really expensive for the athletes themselves. How have you, first of all, managed to get all these sponsors on board? Um, and you must be delighted that there are still people who are able to afford to come to Cape Town and enjoy the race. Look, I think from a sponsorship point of view, we've had Tanlam pretty much from, if I can say, inception, the relaunch of the Sunlam Cape Town Marathon 14 years ago. They've been part of the journey and they've been a fantastic support. Um, and then, you know, our, our other sponsors with the City of Cape Town, um, you know, helping us with everything from road closures, disaster management, and often people forget that there's a cost involved with that as well. The traffic officers, you know, we've got... Metro Police, Disaster Management, Fire, um, they all add up as well. And then we were fortunate for Adidas to come on board this year um, as our apparel sponsor. And then we have a, a number of sub-sponsors from Virgin Active to Mercedes-Benz, Garmin, um, and quite a number of other sponsors who has come on board to support the event. It definitely it does help because it means that we can keep our entry fee a bit lower um, as it then you know, putting on a bent of the statue um, comes at a, at a hefty price tag because um, everything, you know, comes at a cost, whether it's tents, medical, security, the list is just endless. So um, it definitely does help to keep the entry fee a bit a bit lower when you have sponsors on board like that. But yeah, I think definitely from the, the running community side, um, you know, usually, and we've seen the same again this year, about 50% of our field comes from outside of the Western Cape. Um, and and that that's fantastic because it also it's a great economic impact for for Cape Town and the Western Cape, and we believe that this will grow in the future. But yeah, I mean we can definitely I think still this year there's kind of the post COVID impact. Not all the airlines are you know back up and running or flights yeah. and costs have increased quite a bit, and we have received that feedback from the kind of the upcountry community. But I think um, people will start planning for next year, you know, and I think people will become more selective about which events they will be doing in the future and for which events they will choose to travel. Um, and, yeah, we're quite excited about that. The, the race on, on Sunday, as we've mentioned already, the first big major wheelchair race here in South Africa. Obviously, we have one or two other pretty big races in terms of the Comrades Marathon, the Two Oceans Marathon. Uh, is uh, wheelchair marathons, uh, when I say marathons, obviously 42.2 kilometers, but is it restricted to a marathon distance or is there ever the thought process of having a wheelchair race in the Comrades, for example? Yeah, you know, obviously I've considered, I mean, it takes average wheelchair race an hour and a half to complete a marathon. So, of course, we could double up fairly easily and, you know, be going for three hours. The challenge that a race like the Commerce, for example, faces with the wheelchair races is because we're so much faster than the runners. From a logistics point of view, they need to close certain streets along the course much earlier than they would have to do it when they were just having a running race. So that adds a, a difficult element to it. And, and one of the, the reasons why they've been basically telling us over the years that we can't enter into the Commerce Marathon because we're simply too fast, which <laughs> is not a, it's not a great thing. But also, you know, the two oceans as well, um, that's also, it's it's not a full ultra, it's like it's 56. So again, there, you know, there, there have been a few wheelchair races who's done it. But of course, these days, you know, wheelchair marath marathoning is, is big money. They recently, as in, as in a couple of weeks ago, announced that Abbott uh, will now pay equal money for the wheelchair races and the runners for, for winning the series and also 
how deep they go is equal to the wheelchair races. So we are getting very selective about which races we do and how we go because now we, we are talking, I mean, in London two weeks ago, we were talking about $35,000 for the first prize. So the money is a factor and the money is what's driving the decisions. So if, for example, comrades or two oceans in the future would be interested in having a wheelchair division, the prize money would need to support such a quality field if they would want to draw those guys. And also, I guess, when it comes to wheelchair racing, you also need to be racing on decent roads. And luckily, Cape Town has looked after the infrastructure better than most cities in South Africa. Yeah, it is a challenge to make that mind shift. And I mean, for example, a lot of our South African marathons like to finish on a, in the stadium on the grass. Now, yeah. if you've done a marathon and now you're rolling into a stadium and your, your, your wheels are dropping into the wet grass and it's like riding on sand, you don't want that. You're never going to get a good sprint finish. You know, we can't, can't jump over curves. Uh, we will just destroy our wheels if that was in the way. So there's a lot of factors that you need to consider if you want to host a successful race. And, and, and I've gone through that this year with Cape Town to make sure that the wheelchair, the course is fully wheelchair accessible. It allows it for a really good Tell us a bit about the, the Abbott's uh, involvement and how that actually works around the world series. Yeah, so, um, I mean, as Ern said, there's the six World Marathon Majors. So Abbott is the sponsor of the World Marathon Majors. Um, and, I mean, for us at this stage, we're still just a candidate um, event. But I think what, what drives that elite club is that there's obviously funding that goes into things like the prize money, um, you know, contributions to the logistics. So, yeah, definitely it's a fantastic uh, series. Um, and, you know, great, I think, great goal for elite athletes and, and wheelchair, wheelchair division athletes to participate in the race. So, yeah, it's a fantastic series. So, what we're talking Berlin, Chicago, uh, two of the big ones. Obviously, Berlin's still coming up in a short while's time. Um, uh, Houston, uh, Louisiana, and no, the right? No, no. So it's 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 New York, London, yeah. Boston, Chicago, Tokyo, and Berlin. And at Cape Town to the end Yeah, and then Cape Town. <laughs> the seventh, I want to say the seventh uh, world marathon major or the seventh uh, world wonder. <laughs> well, we've already got one of the seven wonders of the world, haven't we? And let's just quickly talk about the uh, the events coming up on Friday and Saturday for people that are listening to us. Um, who are participating in the race and those people that want to watch the race. Firstly, uh, if you're participating, you obviously got to get your packs and everything. Tell us about that. Yeah, so race packs need to be collected at the DHL Stadium um, in Greenpoint, not to be confused with the old rugby stadium in Newlands. Um, and that's the Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Then on Saturday, we have our peace runs, as I said earlier, and then we also have our trail event. And then Sunday, of course, the marathon. So those who are participating in the Saturday events need to make sure that they collect their race packs on the Thursday and Friday. And as for the spectators, where would you suggest the best vantage point is? Besides, obviously, the start and the finish, where would you suggest people? If you live in Cape Town and, and the events on your doorstep, then I'll encourage you just to stay on your doorstep and not travel anywhere because we are closing a number of roads. But if you're from out of town, I think just get over to our website, familiarize yourself with the route. Um, obviously, as I said earlier, Rondebosch Common is quite a popular spectator point. Uh, City Hall with Grand Parade will be quite a nice spot to get to and a little bit easier to get to. You look, you know, viewing. 
um, Greenpoint, the promenade will make fantastic viewing point, but then you need to get there nice and early because the roads are closed. Um, so often, I think most of the places you would need to go instead, you would need to park somewhere and walk a bit of a distance to get onto the route. Um, but yeah, we are encouraging people to come out and to support the event. Um, and if they live in Cape Town, to you know, to physically be there, not just be watching it on TV. And as we've had, unlike Gauteng, where they've had a heat wave the last couple of weeks, we've had pretty mild conditions here in Cape Town. It hasn't been too hot. It's been pretty pretty good for running and, I guess, for, for, for uh, wheelchair marathoning. Yeah, you know, we, on, in the wheelchair side, because we are moving significantly faster than the runner, we, we don't mind it if it's a little bit hot. From what I could see in the forecast, it's, it's warming up quite a bit next week. Um, we see temperatures of 26, 27 some days. But for us, you know, it doesn't have a huge impact. We, we carry our own water with us and we are moving, you know, at 25 kilometers per hour plus speeds so that wind is cooling you down. And I've had my best results, you know, in, in the world scene when it was really hot days. So um, coming from South Africa, I prefer that type of weather. At 49, nearly 50, do you still feel the pressure on you? No, I mean, there's the there's the hunger, like when I was in London and I was in the third pack um, as a, or well, let's call it a recreational rider now, and you see the second pack in front of you, 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 there's something in you that wants to push and maybe be with them, although you don't have the conditioning ready for that. But I think from, from and um, where I am in my career, I'm happy just to, to be racing and enjoying it. Yeah, I guess 10 Boston marathons and all the other uh, accolades under your belt, you certainly do and can sit back and watch the pack. But I'm sure you're going to be going for it on Sunday. Uh, to both of you, Renee, best of luck. The organization seems to be amazing. To Ernst, great to see you in your wheelchair. And for those people who are interested, uh, capetownmarathon.com, wonderful website. Go along and have a look at that. I'll give it to you again. Obviously, www.capetownmarathon.com. It's the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon in this most beautiful part of the world. All three of us. Coming to you live from Cape Town this evening to Ernst, uh, to Renee. Thank you guys for everything and all the best for the race at the weekend. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. That is another edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. I hope you've enjoyed it. We will, of course, bring you up to date on Monday with how things went, where Ernst finished, who won, and all the stories behind the stories of the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon. For the next edition of From the Boardroom to the Locker Room. Until then, bye for now.